Welcome to a day of prayer. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Together, let's engage in relationship with Christ through prayer, faith, and His Word. Welcome. You're listening to Day of Prayer's Morning Bible Study. We would like to thank you for joining us. But before we get into the Word, let's take a moment and pray. God, we thank you for today, and we thank you for the blessed blessings that you've poured out on us, Lord. We thank you for the nice weather, Lord, to be able to see your creation and enjoy it, God. We thank you for our partners and our listeners, and we thank you for this time together in the Word, God. And we ask that you'll send your Holy Spirit to guide us, Lord, and to show us what you have for us so that we can learn more about you, Lord, and we can grow in our relationship with you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. Well, good morning and welcome, everyone. Glad to have you with us as we continue our study in the book of Ephesians. Now, this morning we are continuing our discussion on the first 14 verses of chapter 1. So I would like to encourage you, if it's your first time joining us, or <clears throat> if you are just getting acquainted with that section of scripture, to pause the episode now and take a moment to read that your own time, and then come back to the episode just to make things easier to follow along in the discussion. Amen? Amen. Mm -hmm. All right. And at this time, the floor is open to give each of you the opportunity to share what Holy Spirit is speaking and ministering to you and to ask any questions that you have. So who'd like to begin? I would. All right, LaCharles? The Lord was just sharing with me is that as we were reading these scriptures, you can... Paul talks about us being part of the Lord's family. That's something that we constantly think of, but he, Paul begins to describe it in the manner that this, the Lord's only doing this because he wants us to. It's not because he feels forced. He has to because of our good acts and righteousness. Now he has to uphold what he said. And it's something like the Lord reminded me of how um, in our my relationship with my siblings, I may tell them something, but hope they don't do it so I don't have to complete my end of it but when they do it i say oh man now i have to go do this but that's something the lord does not face he's not doing this as a okay i told you i was going to do this but i hope you weren't doing this so now i have to do this but he's doing this because he wants to and something that we have to have in our mindsets as we go and move towards the lord he's not doing this because our own righteous actions are causing him oh go ahead dad you, you keep using this word this <laughs> but what is the this that you're referencing? Is it writing the letter? Is it sitting in prison at Rome while he's writing the letter? What are you referring to, sir? Just to make it easier for the listeners. What I meant by this is that we think that our actions are what causes the Lord to move and up and draw us into his family and make us go to heaven. But that's something that James describes in his letter saying that we're not saved by righteous works, meaning that it's not righteous works that gets us to heaven, in which that is what Paul is talking about in this letter, that the Lord's bringing us into heaven and into his family because he wants to. We're not forcing God into it by being righteous. Something that we tend to think of, we think of, okay, Lord, if I'm being righteous, now you're obligated to do this, to do this um, because my actions are causing you to do this, Lord, and you don't want to. And we feel like we have to paint the Lord into a corner 
essentially to get what we want and what we need, but that's not what's actually occurring. The Lord's doing this out of his own free will and because he loves us. Amen. He's Amen drawing us near out of his own free will, his good pleasure that he's already predestined before the world began that he would do for us. Now, when we think about that, we also have to consider um, and not confuse the two sides and two perspectives. God is a willing participant in his own plan for you and for me, for anyone, everyone. Mm-hmm. He's a willing participant in the plan that he's already set forth and laid. And in that, he can't do it for us without our permission. Yes. Because he gave us the right to choose. So we, understanding that God is a willing participant to his own plan, have to now become ourselves willing participants to God's plan and see that God has good motivations towards us. His desire is to draw us near. His his desire is to um, make sure or ensure, guarantee that we are able to make it into um, the inheritance that we have in him, which is the the final redemption, but also redemption while we're here on the earth, mm-hmm. being preserved and set apart for his his purpose in the earth and then in the eternal framework as well. So while they seem like they're similar, they are related but not interchangeable. We are grudging. God is not. There's nothing we could ever do, say, or concoct that would convince God of anything because he's alone wise. He knows everything. He's everywhere all at once. He sees all the motives. And there is no painting God into a corner, as you said. There's only faith in what the work that he has already done and completed and willing cooperation. But understanding his motivation makes it easier for us to walk with him and cooperate in that plan he's already set forth and laid for us. The good plan. Amen. Yes. You cannot, cannot manipulate the Lord. That's the, the long and the short of it. And then you also brought up in your, what the Lord was showing you, or Holy Spirit was showing you, sir, was about our righteous deeds. Well, what are righteous deeds? But actually, it's just doing what the Lord tells you to do. Okay. So, but we have to understand that. Because there are many times that we like to think, oh, Lord, look at all these things I'm doing for you. But then we have to, we should examine ourselves, and as you brought up there, honey, honey, our motivations for doing that. Is it because the Lord told us to go do that, to go say what he said to say and do what he is doing? How and when in that location, wherever we are to be sent to? Or is it because we just thought it was a good idea? And then we're saying, Lord, bless it. Use it for your glory. And and we have to understand that difference. Yes. Because there are many things that have happened, that works that people have done, that the Lord didn't ask them to do. But then what are the things that he's actually asked us to do? That he's literally telling you, even in the moment, I want you to go do this for me. That's righteousness, or a part of righteousness, is doing what he is instructing us to do. Mm-hmm. And then remembering that we are made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus Amen. when we are saved. Whether we do anything else or not, the fact that we have come under the blood of Jesus 
makes us righteous because that's the way God has set it up. Right? It's not, we don't yes. earn righteousness amen. or righteous standing. That's why it says and it's a then, part of. Amen. Amen. So just even knowing that as we're understanding the principles of God, even knowing that foundation, you're that's bestowed upon you because Jesus won it all. And you get to enter in simply by believing him, which is exactly what he said to Abraham. Uh, or the scripture talks about Abraham. He believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. So he believed God and his faith was demonstrated mm-hmm. by him obeying what God told him to do. And that's what God was looking for. Not the sacrifice of thousands of bulls and goats, not him climbing the mountain on his bare hands with his knuckles bleeding and, you know, walking on hot coals and cut uh, shredded glass. That wasn't what God was looking for. God was looking for his obedience. And the, the basic and short and simple of that is to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And love the brethren as he gave us commandment, which is akin to you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. Amen. Jesus is the entry, so he becomes that gateway, and then continue in the love commandment. Yes. I promise you have something to share, sir. Yes, Dad. And Lichala says you were saying um, that it wasn't because we were earning ourselves into God's family. It was because that God had grace towards us. Um, the Lord first reminded me of Jeremiah 11. Sorry, Jeremiah 29 11. Oh, let me flip there real quick. I'm sorry. Yeah, it is 11. For okay. I know that that's that I think towards you, says the Lord. That's of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. And as you can see inside the section of Scripture, it's not the Lord saying you have to do a certain quota of things in order to get grace from me and to get into God's family. Mm-hmm. It's because the Lord is genuinely good and he wants his best for us. And it's not strings attached and... Saying, once you get this grace, you have to do X, Y, and Z to maintain it. Mm-hmm. And the Lord's reminding me of how, especially with God's grace, it's not just um, a spiritual manifestation of things that we think grace should be, as in a beam of light shines on something that magically everything is all right, but it's also for us to be God's grace inside of the earth. And the Lord reminded me of Jonah and how... Um, the Lord told him to go to the Ninevites and that was God's grace to the Ninevites and how that we were supposed to be part of God's grand plan. And we shouldn't be going, well, Lord, you got it yourself and you saved me. So you can do the same for these other people. While it is true, it's also us working inside of God's grand plan because, um, if we go to Romans, it talks about how that we can't believe what we don't hear and if we don't. How can we hear if there's not a preacher? Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so if we're not hearing ourselves from the Lord or disclosing what the Lord has from, or, sorry, disclosing what the Holy Spirit tells to us, to other people, then we can't actually fulfill what the Lord has for us. And we're not actually walking to his calling. And that, as you said, and we're just doing things because it looks right, not because the Lord actually said it. Mm-hmm. And the things that the Lord says to do, we're going... Well, Lord, that doesn't look right, so I'm just going to do this other thing. Amen. Amen. We cannot make substitutions or exchanges. Exchanging what we think is best for what God actually said. We cannot make those substitutions. Um, 
Jonah was willing to go to Tarshish. He may even have preached a message when he got there, but that was a substitution. God said very plainly and clearly that he wanted him to go to Nineveh and preach his message there. (laughs) That was the acceptable route, not anything else. Um, uh, Just like King Saul, God told him, don't take any of the stuff, destroy all of it. But yet he saved some things saying, I'm going to do a sacrifice to the Lord. And the word was, obedience is better than sacrifice. He would rather you obey him than you sacrifice all the bulls and goats that you can find and gold and drink offerings and all of that other stuff. He wants your trusting obedience, your faithful obedience to him and your loving obedience. So amen to that. Amen. Go ahead, Promise. Also with us being the Lord's grace on earth, it also comes with a sort of intimacy with the Lord. If we're not in touch with him or if, and if we're out of alignment with him, then we can't fully hear from the Lord. Mm-hmm. And the Lord reminded me of mommy, as she also said with Saul and how he thought the Lord wanted to, him to offer things, but he was out of alignment with the Lord. And as a result, he wasn't able to receive from the Lord directly. Mm-hmm. And his motivation wasn't really to offer anything oh. to the Lord, because had it been since he had the spirit of God on him, remember, what does Holy Spirit do for you? Guides you the right way to go. So his motive wasn't to do what the Lord wanted. His motive was to do what he wanted to do and what he thought was right. And he tried to use that uh, seemingly righteous act to cover up his heart actions and his disobedience to the Lord. Don't we all try to do that at times? Um, uh, when you guys were little, you guys would come to me and go, Mommy, don't you want ice cream? Don't you want ice cream? And I'm like, no, I wasn't thinking about that at all. And all of a sudden your face is going, hmm, really, you wanted the ice cream. But you were hoping that I would get some too, which would provide an opportunity for you to get some. I did the same thing to my parents. I like that. Don't you want to eat this, dad? Don't you want this, mom? No, they didn't because they would have told me they wanted that. Correct? They would have just got it themselves. Exactly. But I was trying to prompt them to do what I thought they should do actually to fulfill my own desire. And when I couldn't get it the straightforward way by being granted permission by my parents, I snuck off and did something else. Right. Don't you know that? uh, You guys know about that? Uh, Oh, oh, (laughs) the crickets. The crickets are coming out. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. So it's just me. Apparently it's just us. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just, just you, me and Saul, honey. Um, Apparently. (laughs) This said, God didn't grant me the permission, so I'm going to try to sugarcoat it and cover it up with a seemingly righteous and pious action. And God, he always snatches the covers off and goes, no, uh-uh. This is what I desire. This is what I said. And if you love me, you would have done what? Keep my commandments. So, Since he knows the thoughts and intents or intentions of the heart. Amen to that. Which nothing's also, hidden from him. Exactly. And then for Saul in particular, that caused the kingdom to be torn out of his hands. Mm-hmm. The fact that he did that and then he still wouldn't repent about it. So that that led to him being removed from being king, even though he sat there physically on the throne for several years after. But God wasn't with him. So, um, again, there's no manipulating God. There's no tricking God. There's no exchange for pious activities to cover the heart that is unwilling to be obedient to God. There, <laughs> You can't do it. But when you know and you realize, like you said, Le Charles, God's good motivations, and you also promise God's good motivation towards you, that you only 
only have to gain from walking with him. He only has good in store for you. And he is always working in your best interest um, because his best interest has pleasures forevermore. He has the goodness, the long life, the grace, um, glory and honor belong to him and full on free, um, free from obstruction, enjoyment in him. That's what he's trying to bring to your life. And so once you understand that, and you take that to your heart and you renew your mind on it, it's easy to go, okay, Lord. All right, Lord. I know that you're doing good for me. I know that all of this is because you want to show me good. God brought us into his family. He, at the pre, um, it says in 10, that in the dispensation of the fullness of time, he might gather together into mm-hmm. one, all things in Christ, both with your, which are in heaven and which are on earth. God appointed the life, the physical life, the natural life of Christ Jesus and his death so that he could draw you in and restore you and redeem you and bring you back to himself. Not so he could destroy you because he could have just left you in destruction. That's where you started out, right? That's where we started. Would have had to do anything. While we were yet in our sins. Exactly. He died for us. He loved us. So he's not looking to destroy something because he would have just left you in destruction. He redeemed you so he could do what? Redeem you. Yay! So that you could have a good life, that you could have an eternal hope and a good outcome, as you read in Jeremiah. Not so that he could do you harm. So just understanding that brings liberty. And, and that's both now and for eternity. Amen. But in this All life. the way. Right. And that doesn't scripture say that very plainly. I came so that they would have life and have it more abundantly. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, so, so there's both. There's the now in this lifetime. And there is what he has promised and set aside and prepared for us for eternity. Amen. I was going to say built up, right? But it's already, it's already there, right? Amen. He didn't say, I'm going to build mansions for you. He said, I'm, I'm preparing, right? Mm-hmm. I've prepared yes. this. I, I tell you that it's, that it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Okay. So that's, that's there for us. Mm-hmm. Amen. Both. Our, our God is complete. That he he is. lacks nothing. And he ensures that we lack nothing. And we have to do it his way. Amen. Yes. Not our own way. Our obedience is a demonstration of both our love and faith or trust in him. So I encourage us to examine ourselves. Yes. And yes. uproot all those areas that do not reflect him as nature and his character mm-hmm. in your life. You know, it's a question we often ask, you know, in, in our house and in this ministry. If the Lord was standing right next to you and if you could see him, mm-hmm. would you be doing or saying or thinking, right? The things that you are doing and saying and thinking or said a different way, we, we often say, what would be different about your life right now? And no doubt, even in saying that, many thoughts have flashed across your mind. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? Those are all those things and those areas that the Lord wants to help you deal with mm-hmm. that don't reflect him, his nature, his character, his attributes in your life. Yes that he wants to help you overcome, deliver you from, Mm -hmm. if you are willing to choose him and to do 
whatever he's asking his way. To say what he says to say, to do what he says to do. So that the Father may be glorified. Amen. 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 All right, let's pause there for today. And with that, can I get a volunteer to close out in prayer, please? I will. All right, promise. Lord, I just thank you for blessing us and giving us the opportunity to be a part of your grand plan, Lord. And Lord, I also just thank you for showing us what's right, Lord, and just giving us the ability to choose you, Lord, and just giving us grace, Lord, so that we can come into you, Lord. In the name of Jesus, amen. In Jesus' almighty name, amen. And amen. We love you, God bless you, and have a wonderful day. Want to know more about a day of prayer? Sign up for our newsletter where you'll get the latest updates on the ministry, inspiring messages, and coupon codes for the merch shop. Visit our website, adayofprayer.org. Click on connect in the menu bar and complete the form. Be sure to check the box that says subscribe. Thank you for listening to A Day of Prayer. We trust the Lord that you are strengthened and encouraged in your relationship with Christ. Visit us on our website, adayofprayer.org, where you can check out our blog, find additional study resources, or shop the official A Day of Prayer store. Remember, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. So until next time, Take care and God bless you.